0: Welcome to episode 68 of Fringe with Benefits. It's been a couple weeks and I feel like a fish out of water. Anyone else feeling almost out of place? Well, it's not like I can go for a reset on my system. I'll have to rely on myself to keep on keeping on. I'm Stacy, your new news podcaster on all things odd. So here I am again and I come to you to scramble your brain on all things anomalous, peculiar, weird, and abnormal. Stacy's socials this week is uh, starts with an interesting article about a security camera capturing a pair of entities descending from the sky. This happened in Mexico. These things, they're black. They come down. They they frighten a group of dogs. Nobody knows if this is real or not. Check out the link below. This was recorded in San Vicente Chicaloaapan. <laughs> this happened late February. They say that it's two slightly transparent forms floating down from the sky, they touch the ground, group of dogs nearby begin frantically reacting to these visitors while keeping a safe distance. The two beings, unfazed by the canines, move slowly towards a nearby road and appear to merge together into a tall, dark form. Some believe that this video is showing two extraterrestrials visiting our planet, while others speculate that the footage could have been supernatural entities. Skeptical observers argue that the entities are simply video artifacts produced by the security system. However, many have pointed out that this explanation is difficult to accept when one can see the dogs reacting to whatever appeared before them. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Next thing I wanted to talk about was that crazy documentary called Watch the Water that came out. I want everybody to go check that out if you haven't already. The rumble link is below. Give that a go. Next is an article from New Scientist. This video attached to this article is bizarre. It's showing a robot made of magnetic slime that can navigate passages in your body, grab things, fix things. It can be deployed inside the body to perform all kinds of tasks. Such as, well, they say, you know, retrieving objects swallowed by accident. I mean, that'd be really great you know how many times people have swallowed a staple or animals even and it perforates their bowels killing them this actually can go in there and retrieve that so excellent technology at the same time these things are elastic robots capable of not only retrieving things but manipulating things and they can navigate really tight spaces these robots actually already exist, but robots combining both properties are less common. Li Zhang at the Chinese University of Hong Kong mixed a neodymium magnet particles with borax and polyvinyl alcohol to form a slime that can be controlled. He says when you touch it very quickly, it behaves like a solid. When you touch it gently and slowly, it behaves like a liquid so it can respond to touch. This video hit social media on April Fool's Day. People were saying that this is, you know, April Fool's joke. Researchers are saying that it's 100% real and could be beneficial in delivering targeted medications in the body or even circuit switching and repair. Continuing on, scientists find a way to communicate with dreaming people. And then if you open up the article, there's a picture of a sleeping person, definitely in a sleep study, With a mask on, which makes me want to chuckle because obviously you have to wear a mask when you go into a medical facility. But the fact that this dude's sleeping with a mask on just just fucking mind numbing. So in this new study, scientists in four countries say that they've shown it's possible to communicate with people while they're lucid dreaming. At least some of the time, the dreamers were reportedly able to respond to yes or no questions and answer simple math problems through facial and eye movements. Afterwards, some recalled hearing the questions during their dream. Cognitive neuroscientist and study author Ken Poller and his colleagues at Northwestern University in Chicago have been studying the connection between sleeping and memory. Poller and his team have been experimenting with trying to communicate with sleepers for a long time. Their past research has demonstrated that people can be influenced by sounds from the outside world while sleeping. Other research on lucid dreamers, people who claim to have awareness and sometimes control of their dreams, has suggested that they can signal to outside observers through eye movements while dreaming. Pollard's team reasoned that it should be possible to have two-way communication between dreamers and awake observers so that dreamers should be able to recall these conversations, and they also theorized that this communication could be induced and replicated under the right conditions in the lab, which would be great for future sleep research. As it turns out, they were not the only scientists to have this idea. At least three other groups in France, Germany, and Netherlands have been pursuing the same goal, and they decided to publish all their results together cooperatively rather than competitively. So this is breaking down their data. Across 57 sleep sessions, participations, participants were able to signal that they entered a lucid dream through eye movement 26% of the time. In successful sessions, the scientists were able to get at least one correct response to a question via a dreamer's eye movement or facial contortions nearly half the time. Overall, out of 158 times they tried to communicate with the dreamer during these sessions, they got a correct response rate of 18%. The most common response, around 60%, was no response. The volunteers were asked about their experiences. Some reported being able to, remember, be able to remember the pre-dream instructions they had received and attempted to carry them out. Some also reported hearing the questions they got while in the dream, though not always the same ways. Some reported hearing words that clearly felt like they were coming from outside their current reality, while others said it felt like they were hearing them through a radio or another form of commun- communication within the dream. There were still times when people couldn't clearly recall what had happened or when the questions they said they received in the dream didn't match the questions they actually gotten. Amazing as these study findings are, they're based on a tiny sample size. Any conclusion must be viewed with caution and skepticism. And they do demonstrate that it's at least possible to have two-way communication with dreamers. The fact that different groups of scientists in different parts of the world using slightly different methods were all able to record this happening. It's not just some isolated or misidentified phenomenon. It's actually happening. Next is an update on Matthew Coleman and the weird murders down in Mexico where he killed his kids with a spear gun. In an affidavit filed in San Diego federal court, authorities offered the most detailed account of Coleman's activities before the killings, alleging that he was descending into paranoia fueled in part by his conspiracy theories. This affidavit alleges that his wife told investigators that her and her husband had began researching these theories together and that they, that he had been convinced that the Illuminati had infiltrated his friends, his church, and even his home. On all these articles, because People Magazine is the only people that are, or the only publication that are publishing any news on this story, the guy that, is writing him Steve Heller I actually know him he he interviewed me for People Magazine when I was on Naked and Afraid and so I hit him up to find out who his sources were what's going on with that how come there's no mugshot released blah 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 so he did get back to me he said that he's actually friends with one of the family friends um, a longtime family friend that had been in town for a really long time he knew somebody personally that knew this family um, that things are, are done very different in federal court. That's why there's no mugshot released, no communication with the press about this at all besides what's been published on federal court affidavits. And that's basically it. Now, if we wanna review what this guy did, he told police, this happened last August, so it's been almost a year. He told police he was motivated by conspiracy theories, and this is what they call it, the QAnon, conspiracy theories which falsely claims this is quote from people falsely claims that president donald trump had secretly been battling a cabal of satan worshiping pedophiles at the highest levels of political power and influence and he coleman has been held in federal prison without bond and he's pled not guilty to the murder charges his attorneys have not returned the magazine's call for comment So I'm very skeptical of what's going on. You know, is this guy victim of MKUltra? Did he really just lose his shit because of stuff he saw on social media and killed his little kids? What the fuck? People just don't do that. Or they do, I guess, and just it happens. Next is a crazy interesting story that's just basically skims the surface by the New York Post about New York State Judge John Mikalski. He was an acting judge on the Erie County Supreme Court. He died by suicide at his home in Amherst. And this just so happened to be where federal and state law enforcement officers had executed a search warrant two days before. Defense attorney Terrence Connors told the newspaper that it's heartbreaking and he was a good guy. This didn't have to happen. Why did he kill himself? He was appointed to the New York Court of Claims and was an acting Supreme Court justice in 2006. He'd been eyed by investigators for years. No criminal charges were ever filed. His looming legal woes seemed to be manageable, said his defense attorney. The death came a little over a year after he was struck by a slow-moving freight train, which was another suicide attempt. So he literally, I don't know, parked in front of a a train or he sat in front of a train he suffered a serious leg injury but he did, he survived days after the February 2021 incident he was questioned by federal agents about his friendship with pay attention peter Garace junior he's the owner of a strip club in chectawaga and a former client mackalski was injured by the freight train on the same day garache was charged with several felonies including drug and sex trafficking as well as bribing a federal agent this guy of course denies the allegations and his buddy the judge mikowski was eyed by the feds as investigators probed his friend and retired dea agent joseph bongiovanni bongiovanni this all was happening 2019 DEA agent told investigators that Garachi was pant- pals with Mikalski. Their friendship dates back 20 years. And Mikalski wrote a letter to a federal judge in New York in 2006, six, asking leniency on behalf of his friend who was awaiting sentencing for a felony wire fraud convention. This g- conviction, this guy has been in a lot of trouble. And of course, this judge cut him a break, giving him a five-month stent in prison instead of the sentencing guidelines of eight to 12 months. So my experience in federal court is that they cannot go below the sentencing guidelines that they are. It's mandatory that they sentence within those guidelines. So that's pretty interesting. So if you have a judge who's a friend who can write you a letter, you're probably going to get a better deal. So FBI's agents were continuing to probe Mikalski's connection to this guy following the time he sat in front of a train and got hurt. And they were seeking evidence of tax crimes during the raid at his home. And that was what I wondered was what were they looking for when they raided his house? They say it was evidence of tax crimes. I find that really hard to believe. This judge was also the subject of an investigation by the state attorney general's office connected to possible corruption. Corruption is a blanket term, isn't it? No charges have been filed. Mikalski is survived by his wife and four children. Corruption. That could be anything. Next story is something that's just totally heart-wrenching and shows the danger of sepsis. Young mom nearly dies had fingers amputated and hands and listen to this she says that every day i count down to the evenings that's when my doctors let me out of the hospital for a few hours so i can go to my parents house and visit my sons who are 17 and 2 i've been in the hospital since the day after christmas when i nearly died of sepsis all of my fingers have been amputated and my legs will be later this year those evenings with my family are a bright spot that keeps my mental and emotional health up during the toughest year of my life. This journey started on Christmas Day. I had pain in my abdomen, which I later learned was caused by a kidney infection. Like many moms, I brushed the pain aside. Even when it was excruciating, I didn't get help. Doctors say by the time I got to the hospital, I was an hour away from dying. I was put into a coma for 11 days. When I woke up, I realized my whole life had changed because of the sepsis doctors needed to amputate all 10 of my fingers. My hands were sewn into my abdomen while they recovered from skin grafts. My right hand is still inside of my abdomen, and my left hand is nearly unrecognizable. All my fingers are gone, and what's left looks like a mitten or a shark. One of my friends took a video when I had to wash my wounded hand as I move towards the water I hum Jaws theme song, making light of the moment. My friend posted it on TikTok where it now has 129 million views. Now she's sharing her experience online. She says that in April this month, doctors are going to take her right hand out of her abdomen and then she will get to leave the hospital while she waits to have a date to have her leg amputated. She can walk, but the tissue in her leg is dead sepsis is a very serious condition it's basically a blood infection where an infection happens in your body and it doesn't get treated and it, it just it continues to travel throughout some people are more likely to get this or get an infection that could lead to sepsis and these are the people that are more likely to get it babies under one especially if they're born premature or the mother had an infection while pregnant people over 75 years old people with diabetes, people with a weakened immune system, such as having chemotherapy or recently had an organ transplant. Also, people who have had surgery or a serious illness and women who have just given birth, miscarried, or had an abortion. And then it goes on to say you can't catch sepsis from another person. It happens when your body overreacts to an infection. So if you have persistent pain or you have something that Might be an infection. Get your ass to the hospital. Update on the Delphi murder case. This is the case where Libby German, 14, and her best friend, Abby Williams, 13, they were on a local Delphi hiking trail. They were killed February 13th of 2017. New details have emerged. It's totally unsolved, guys. This is following a publication of a police interview with a man who acknowledged speaking to the 14-year-old victim, Libby. There have been no arrests and no named suspects of these 5-year-old slayings. Last year, investigators say they had uncovered a fake Snapchat and Instagram profile called Anthony underscore Shots, where underage girls are encouraged to submit nude photos, their addresses, and to arrange meetings. Authorities said that Keegan Anthony Klein is the real user of the account. He is currently jailed and awaiting trial for alleged possession of child porn. He has pleaded not guilty and has not been charged with any crime related to this case. A transcript of an August 2020 interview with him by Indiana State Police was recently obtained by a podcast called The Murder Sheet, which is covering the case closely. The podcast shared the transcript with CBS News, and during this interview, Klein was asked when he met Liberty German, who went by Libby. He said, I don't know. I literally don't know. It had to be on Instagram or something. They said, okay, so she added you on Instagram. When was that, would you say? He said, I literally have no clue. I don't remember talking to her, really. I don't even know who she really was until after I saw that on the news, and I was like, oh, wow, that name, like I remembered the name. Indiana State Police went, sent the following statement to CBS. Quote, thank you for reaching out. We are are aware the murder sheet has released the attached transcript. The information did not come from Indiana State Police. Due to this being an ongoing investigation, Indiana State Police do not confirm or deny anyone who is or is not a suspect. They are still requesting public assistance by contacting Abby and Libby Tipp at CACOSHRF.com or calling 765-822-3535. This bastard's attorney didn't respond to a request for comment, and the lawyer has previously said that his client had nothing to do with the murders. His next scheduled court appearance in the unrelated child pornography case, it was April 14th, 16, six days ago, from the recording of this. Insane. Okay, last thing for Stacy Socials is a Facebook post. Open it up and look at the first comment. And this is about homework being sent home to ask a child to discuss with their father his erections and ejaculations. A 10 year old child in primary, or in the US, we call them elementary school. Think about that and go check that out. <laughs> Ooh. Welcome back to Fringe with Benefits. We have a listener here and one of my bestest, bestest friends. I found her. I don't know how the universe brought her to me. This is Julia. And I don't know if we're allowed to say her last name, but we'll just go with Julia. She can say whatever she wants, but she's fucking fascinating. And I'm super excited to have her on the show. And I'm so glad. Thank you so much for coming on, because I think people need to hear what you have to say. For some reason, we have like been brought together mysteriously. It's really weird. And we've really hit it off. We've got a lot in common and we've got a lot to talk about. And it's crazy. Would you So say hi to everybody and tell me what hey, you're hello. thinking.
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Julia White, and yeah, we were completely brought together by—I I can't even explain it. I—I I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, definitely to the to the T. It's weird. It is very weird. But you know what? This this is what we're ascending. There's the ascension going on. Um, you know, we're we're pure bloods. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So I, I think that's it. I mean, and, and secretly I've been waiting for my quote unquote tribe. And even if I was going to have to do the rest of this life alone, I was fine with that. I like, I like my own company. I really do. But the fact that I got to, I get to, I got to meet some cool ass humans. Um, wow. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy for this journey and I, I'm already happy to be alive, but I'm happier. So thank you, Stacy.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. You're welcome. And just uh, shoot. So Julia found the podcast through the ghost hunters group, the Grace Harbor ghost hunters. So she hooked up with Twyla and was talking and Twyla was on the show. And so of course she started listening and this chick has listened to every single fucking ridiculous (laughs) episode (laughs) and I can't (laughs) believe it, but she's got a lot of legitimate input and she sends me a lot of content that really kind of gets me excited. And stoked to be here and to bring more truth content to everyone out there. She seems to be rather in tuned with um the ascension process to I do you believe in reincarnation? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So do you have any past life recall?
1: I do. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh my gosh, this we really are uh we really are going with it. Okay. I I've never told any well, no, I've never told anybody. Really? So yeah. Yes. I mean, I I did tell people, but I get that dry eyed stare where people are trying to be polite and like, "Mm -hmm." you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. Okay. I'll tell you my story. Okay. So let's see here. So at this age that, and by the way, I love that you call me a chick, (laughs) a cool ass chick or whatever you call me. So at this age now I am, I'll be 54 this year. So Back when I was, back when I was uh, fourteen or fifteen years old, um, I was have I had these reoccurring dreams, and I'm just going to throw a number out there. I had between twenty and thirty reoccurring dreams. It was the same dream, and uh, I would wake up from the dreams. I would wake up from the dreams with this intense pain in my chest, like, and I would just I I would go upstairs and tell my dad, man, I feel like someone hit me in the chest with a hammer. And then I would also have this watery cough. And I was a very I was when I was in high school, I was very fit, very athletic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in good shape. So I'd have these dreams and then I started paying attention attention to the dreams because I couldn't escape them. But when I used to wake up from the dreams, I was um, crying. I was crying and I was very depressed. And as a teenager, I was already having some weird depression symptoms, but now I I understand what that is. That's part of my awakening. But in the dream, and the dream was always the freaking same. It wasn't me in the dream, but it was me. It was a past life. There was this um, Hawaiian man Um, and I want to say this is, if if I had to throw a year out, probably 1800s and, uh, he was very fit, very dark, um, very well liked. I'm going to say he was either a leader or he was a, um, royalty. I don't know, a leader royalty, something to do with law enforcement, but everybody loved him. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, as I'll just say me, I'm going to say me, but it was really him. So I I would be on the island and people would like literally smile, people would bow, people would, it was just wonderful. There was so much freaking love. Okay, speed up. So there's a part that I specifically remember and uh, the people, the tribes people, I don't know, were telling me that a bad storm was coming. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to go and get, I got to go and do this. And everyone's like, don't do it. And I grabbed an outrigger and I did not know what an outrigger was or that word. Okay. Okay. And by the way, I've been to Hawaii twice in my life. So the first time I went was as a kid. The second time was uh, after I had these dreams. So I grabbed an outrigger and I jumped in the ocean with it. And then everyone's like, don't do it. But I had to do it. So I did it. And whatever I went to accomplish, I don't know if I went to go get somebody or what, I was on my way back and the storm was happening. I'm in the ocean. I'm in this ocean and there's black clouds all around me. All I see is water. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Damn it. And I could see the shore. I could see the shore and I was taking in water. I was taking in water in my lungs and I was full of water. And I was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die, but I'm not going to die like this. And I put my arm through the outrigger thingy um, and I looped it. And, my bo- and then and then I saw my body get washed up to the shore and I'm dead, but I see my body and I see these people dragging my body and crying. And then I hear this and then my dream is about ready to end. And, and I'm, I'm in my room in Puyallup, Washington in my bed and my ears are ringing because I hear people sobbing and my eyes are watering right now, damn it. I hear people sobbing and then I'm looking down at my body in, in a ceremony and people are crying, sobbing, and then I wake up. Wow. Every single time. Yes. I wake up and then I'm in my bed in Puyallup, Washington, laying there holding my chest and I'm coughing. And I swear, Stacey, I think water did come up a couple times. times. Um, I'm coughing and I'm going upstairs, holding my chest, telling my dad, I think I feel like someone hit me in the chest with a hammer. And he just looks at me like, OK, get ready for school. Yeah, get ready for school. I'm like, all right. <laughs> And then while I'm getting ready, I'm like depressed in the shower. But as a teenager, not aware of my emotions, not aware of whatever. I'm just thinking, oh, shit, that was pretty shitty. So I had those dreams a lot. And then uh, we went to Hawaii. Me and my mom and dad went to Hawaii. Uh, We went to Oahu. As we're flying into Oahu, I remember looking out the window and I'm looking at something called the Diamond Head. And I pointed at it and I told my mom, my mom, my mom's Japanese from Japan and really good relationship there. And she picks and chooses what she listens to when I talk. Cause I talked a lot as a kid, she just goes, yeah. How'd you know that? I'm like, I don't know. And then I said something about outriggers. I said, I think there's outriggers there. And she's like, she goes, oh yeah. And she's, you know, she's like taking it in. And uh, my mom, my mom was a Pisces, very psychic, but that was all the, the only input the, but when I, when we landed on the Island, I just remember this, this feeling of sadness came over me and I shouldn't have been sad. I'm 15 years old in Hawaii. Right. Right. But, uh, this feeling of sadness came over and I just remember thinking, shit, I'm back. And I don't know why I thought that and everything seemed familiar. And then my, I felt weird. I felt like I was in a dream and I had to keep like, I, I guess I was aware. I had to keep like looking at the ground. I kept stomping my feet every once in a while, just to make sure I was still there. And I would like grab my arm and I guess I was trying to wake myself up wild. It, it is very wild, Stacey. We drove around the Island. We rented a car. I remember I, I screamed for them to stop. And I, my mom took a picture of me and I don't know where it's at, but one of my friends saw it and she she cried. She goes, she goes, that's where you died. And I'm like, Oh my God, that is where I died. Cause I did. I did tell somebody about my story. She says, I think that's where you died. I'm like, Oh my God. And then I started bawling and then never talked about it again. Wow. So Yeah. Yeah. That's my past life, dude. And then here's the thing. They say that there's a connection. You're, your the lives that you have after those lives, you're kind of connected. Right. So here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not Hawaiian, but I am half, uh, I'm i ja- I'm half Japanese. There's a lot of Asians on that Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm S i am I know how to fish. I, I know how to, I just knew how to fish. I can fish. Um, I used to be on this thing called the dragon boat team, which I told you about, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when when we used to do it, my friends would laugh. They're like, you look like one of those Hawaiians on those outriggers. And I, that's when I was like, oh, my God, you guys quit messing with me. <laughs> but, yeah, so I know how to do that. Um, I'm athletic. Um, I, I'm drawn to, like, Islanders in general. Um, I was drawn to law enforcement um, at a young age, only because, you know, in, in school you're forced to pick a career. And I, I was like, I better do something good, you know. So I was drawn to that. And, uh, yeah. So there's my my past life story.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's it, badass.
1: It is badass.
0: Yeah. I've I've had like some brief really strange dreams that are kind of similar but nothing that that detailed and the w- only one that was reoccurring. So I there were always randoms but there was one that was reoccurring and it was I have a feeling it has something to do with Pompeii but you know, everybody says that they lived in Pompeii and they were there when the volcano went off. You know, right. so everybody, I was in. Po- okay, so the my, the dream that I would have it was around the same age. I was an uh, early teen, and I would wake up after having a, a horrific nightmare of being a woman cradling my children, kind of like cowered on the ground, and the sky was on fire. And it was coming and we, I knew we were all going to die. And so I just held them and that that happened several times, but that was, that was it. There was no other detail. I didn't feel like I was really anybody in particular, but that was it. But that was what, what kind of tipped me off. And it's almost like, as if once we become more aware, more will be revealed. And since then I've had other little glimpses into other scenarios and situations. Most of them are about murder that i'm witnessing a murder or i am a victim of murder which is fucking unsettling
1: that's a sign that is a sign um yeah that is unsettling but you know and and each day i literally believe we are literally given glimpses of stuff that we can comprehend can Mm -hmm. you imagine seeing your murder or somebody else's murder in its entirety without being spoon-fed that info
0: yeah yeah because i kind of felt like that's what it was oh wow or um shit i don't know if it was some sort of multi-dimensional like glimpse into something yeah some of them i i sketched out the whole scene in my journal i'll have to share that sometime i've actually i've got a journal that's just for totally negative stuff that i put all of that when i'm feeling really rotten or i have a nightmare i put it all in there and Wow. It's the only time I touch it, but it's it's kind of like a an evil grimoire. Like I don't <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of gross. Stacy's book of shadows. Yeah, for sure. I've actually got a real grimoire too. I've I've developed one and I started putting little rituals and stuff that mm. I've been doing in there. And I'm I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to be a witch.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. You already are. You showed me your altar or whatever that thing was with the feathers. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: Thank you. Yeah. I love, I love crystals. I love gemstones. I love minerals. I love even just regular rocks. I love bones and animal parts. Mm-hmm. Um, just always, yeah, we're been, not, yeah. we're not
1: just drawn to that because it's, it's on, uh, it's on Pinterest or Etsy. We're drawn to it because that's what we used. Hell yeah. Okay.
0: So that's what the audience needs to think about is that if you are drawn to something in particular, or if you totally love something and you get this like zest out of enthusiasm or a feeling of excitement, that's a fucking, that's a sign. Like Julia says, it's a sign you need to go towards that Yep. and fulfill that for
1: yourself. Absolutely. It's a tool. We, we used it and yeah, it's coming back because it's like, Hey, This is what you used before. Bring it back, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Tell everybody about your orbs research. So Julia, take some pictures of orbs. Orbs are very mysterious. They're in the Bigfoot world. They're in the ghost hunting world. Tell us about your experience and like how you got into photographing orbs. I think we talked a little bit about it in one of the mailbags that you sent over. But if you can give us a brief, I don't know, or very detailed synopsis of, you know, what's going on with the orb passion.
1: Sure. I will totally tell you about the orb thing. Um, So uh, like in 2006, I was in one of those moods where I'm like, oh my God, I need to do some self-care. I'm going to drop some money. So I went to a camera store and bought one of the very first Sony digital cameras that looks like a big, it looks like a, um, a silver brick, but it was a, it was a nice camera. And at the time it was a whopping 12 megapixels and that was the shit that's like having a 30 megapixel camera yeah so I bought that and I was like this is great it even had a little strap to put around your neck so I bought that camera and I'm like okay I'm doing it And I remember thinking wow I'm impressed I actually I usually like to I like to do for others you know what I mean mm-hmm. so back in 2006 I'm like okay I'm buying this camera So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start taking pictures. And, you know, there was a little intimidation because, you know, there's all these gadgets and those cameras back then had like little levers and, you know, things like that. Not everything was digital or touch. So I live in uh, Puyallup, Washington, as I said earlier in my past life story. Now I live in Tacoma. And the part that I live in right now to this day is, uh, it's called the North End, which is right above Ruston Way. And Ruston Way is uh, a beautiful waterfront in Tacoma. And uh, so I took my digital camera down to Ruston Way, and I'm like, I'm going to take some beautiful nature pictures of the water. Um, you know, you know, there's people that like take pictures of people and kids. Nah, I like nature. I like bugs. I like plants. Mm-hmm. So I stood in the the best one of the one of the most beautiful spots on the waterfront and started taking pictures of the water. And I didn't preview my pictures. I just took pictures, and I'm thinking these are going to look great. And back then, um, we didn't have like Facebook or MySpace or anything to do those, you know, automatic uploads or whatever. Right. So I'd go home and then get the cord out, hook my camera up to my, um, my big computer monitor screen thing. And I looked at them. Every single picture had these, uh, round, dusty, not even dust. It had these round things in them, orbs. They had orbs in them. I didn't know they were orbs. I was like, oh my God, my camera is, a—I remember screaming. My camera is a piece of shit. Every single picture had these bubbles in them. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, let's do this again. So I wiped out the the pictures and I did it again. My pictures came out. I even went out in my front yard, started getting those. Um, I had those orbs. So I had a friend, I had a new friend who recently also had a Sony camera. What are the odds? And I told her, I'm like, so, and I I held up my camera. I'm like, this camera is a piece of shit. I paid this much money for this and look at my pictures. And she just goes, oh, those are orbs. And I just, and for some reason, yeah. And I just remember thinking, okay, I got to remember that word. And I went, what are orbs? And she goes, Oh, those are, and I don't remember what she said, but when she said the word orbs, it was familiar. It was familiar. And I don't know why. So I looked up the word orbs. Uh, I had a web TV back then as well. I had a computer and a web TV. <laughs> Do you know what that is? <laughs> That's like really old school, right? <laughs> it really is. So I looked up orbs and then it, 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 it Um, came up with, you know, showed a picture of a circle and then it had a, there was a book called Orbs, um, by, by some German guy. And I actually did get the book as well, but it's gone. But, uh, I looked into it and when I saw it was connected with supernatural and blah, 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 I'm like, oh my God. So I talked to my friend again. I'm like, okay, that's exactly what it is. I said, how do I get rid of them? And she said, why don't you just talk to them, talk to them and tell them, you know, just acknowledge them. And, and she goes, I don't know why I know that. That's, I remember her telling me that I'm like, okay. So I went back down to the waterfront, Stacy, and I ha- held my camera and, you know, trying to be all ceremonial. I'm like, okay, you guys, I know you're here. I saw you. I said, but please, I want to take pictures. I don't want you in my pictures, but I will take pictures of you and I will acknowledge you. And I think I even said, I'll tell others about you. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I took pictures, Stacy. no orbs, no orbs so my there god, you weird. go that's how I got started and then I remember thinking uh that I I thought about this I was thinking god my life isn't going to be normal you know and then speed up to my Bigfoot sighting in 2008 I remember thinking my life is not normal my life has changed I, I've seen it and, you know I can't go back you can't go back it's like waking up or ascending mm-hmm. you can't go back so that's how I got into orbs and so now with uh I'll go out and take pictures and say hello you know uh uh, if you're good or whatever, you know, if you want to be seen show up and then boom, they show up. Wow. Yeah. So there you go.
0: What do you think they are?
1: Well, I'll tell you what I think they are. And I'll tell you what I was told in a group meditation by a channeler. So when I saw them, I thought they were literally dead people, dead pets, Mm -hmm. um, souls that didn't have a body and then while well, I'm thinking that, you know, I like to think in a structured way. I'm thinking, please don't go to hell for thinking stuff like that. I don't know. I don't even know what hell is, you know, but you know, the supernatural stuff, just I've been programmed to believe supernatural is bad, but I'm, I'm unlearning that.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing the undead. I'm going to be the next medium on TV. You know, I'm thinking I'm I'm still connecting shit to TV. Yeah. Um, Speed up to 2012 ish. We were, I used to go to a meditation group, um, which was a very nice peer group, very peer people. And this channeler, they like to go around and give um, messages or whatever. And she channeled and she stared at me and it wasn't her. I don't know who she was channeling. I think she was channeling Jesus, Jesus or Kuan Yin, one of those two. And she looked at me and she goes, so, you know, those orbs that you take pictures of, they want us to tell you that they are colonies. She goes, remember the word colony. So, the word colony is what I'm supposed to remember. They say they're colonies. That's the answer that I got. Wow,
0: colonies. Colonies,
1: colonies yeah.
0: So, a group of something.
1: A group of something, yeah. And they're colonies. And, you know, let's speed up to uh, our friend who um, hopefully you'll get to talk to soon, but he's been writing books, and I'll say his last name, Grant Cameron. Grant Cameron had me on an orb panel a couple years ago. And he is fascinated by them and he's, uh, he's a uh, Mr. UFO and he's got some connections as well. He's in, I think he's in Winnipeg, Canada, but he's pretty well known. He, I told him that too. And he didn't, he didn't even flinch. He uh-huh. goes, yeah. So yeah, when I, when I, when I finally got to tell that to another human and now you're the second human and they didn't flinch, I'm like, God, okay, there you go. yeah it
0: actually makes a lot of sense it's like they're they're there they've always been there and they are what they are like they're not really anything else kind of you know
1: exactly and then we got the technology in what the early the early to mid-2000s to capture these colonies right right but but if you think about it there's people in the 1970s or whatever that captured these colonies on those on film like polaroid kodak film yeah 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 Yeah.
0: nuts well that's just oh sorry if I say things are wild and crazy and nuts, but you know like what do you say like you can't no yeah. that's
1: it's wild crazy and nuts quite honestly there's yeah. no other word for it except for fuck but
0: so <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay today as I'm walking to my car I try to like get myself in tune with the the other side of the veil and it's really strange that we're talking about this because this is what I instantly thought of. I'm Mm -hmm. walking to my car. Everything's totally ordinary. I'm looking around and I know there's more than what we can see. And all I say is, I know you're there. I'm ready to see you. I know that, you know, things are happening around me. I'm okay to see that, you know, and it's not like I ever see anything. And I always kind of leave myself open to that, but it's, I don't really get much. I'll get things in my mind's eye, but not, not anything I'll actually ever see with my eyes. But it's as if I know they're there constantly. It's very strange, especially outdoors. Not so much inside of structures, not like ghosts or anything, but more like elementals or as if there's a thin veil and there's a whole nother fucking world, like um, fourth and fifth dimensional creatures that are just, they're fucking right there, Yeah, but we are unable to perceive them. Yeah. Do you think that that's what like the cryptids are and maybe the dragons and the fairies and all that stuff that they just live right on, on those other um, densities, not dimensions, more um, higher density?
1: I absolutely do. I, and, and, and I say that to you because of the, uh, my Bigfoot story that you read, you mm-hmm. were and veil is the perfect word or membrane or whatever. It's mm-hmm. there, It's there. Yeah so my answer to you is yes and then i like where this conversation's going because uh uh you know early, yes i did listen to every single one of your podcasts and whoever's listening to stacy's podcast right now this one please listen to all of them start with the first one and you're going to be like me and you're going to talk to her like no don't move don't move from washington yet it does get better <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no your stories weave there there's like a thread Seriously, Stacey, that just weaves and it's so cool. But anyway, um, the veil, yes. In one of your podcasts, you talked about uh you you do talk about, you know, you want to hear people's stories, but you talked about a smell, or maybe you told me this. You smell something when you go for a walk outside. Yeah. Yeah. Wampy smell. No, yeah, that's not that's not just a, a smell coming from the sewer or the ground. That's probably um, Sasquatch, Bigfoot or whatever, just like saying, Hey, I'm here, you know, and you said that there's something on your property that maybe you offended it. So you, the fairies Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I completely, I haven't seen your property yet, but in my mind's eye, I have a good feel. Actually I did. I saw a picture of you guys burning some stuff when you were doing some cleaning. Uh Um, you got, you have stuff there. You do have stuff there. And, um, yeah, so I completely believe that there's stuff on the other side, like right there. And, you know, there's probably stuff like waving right in front of me now, tap dancing. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the picture I took looking outside my window right before you sent me the, the Zoom link to talk to you right now. It's like, if this isn't a simulation, if this isn't, if we're not being played with, if we're not being like saying, hey, please stay alive in your human body because we need you to experience stuff to tell people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is, man. It's crazy, weird, kooky.
0: yeah it really is and it's almost it's like um not that i like i believe that there's fate or anything but it's almost like one of those choose your adventure books remember those old ones back in the 80s where you can do one thing or the other and you have to go to whatever page yeah yeah that's kind of what it reminds me of yeah okay speaking of smells this is really bizarre joe he's ultra sensitive too but he's always so, you know, stuck in, you know, the third dimension with all the bullshit that's going on because we've been having a really hard fucking life these last couple of years. And yeah. he's been smelling this like rotten shit smell, like a dead animal mixed with shit and and he'll smell it random places over the, all over the place and he's like, it's something shit is there a dead animal? And I'm like, dude, you know, I don't smell it. I don't smell it. And so I convinced him, I'm like, here's some Palo Santo and I'll take some sage and we're going to sage the fuck out of this house because maybe there's some kind of fucking demonic entity that's waving hello or something to you. What do you think of that?
1: It's in the house or on the property? It's in the house. Okay. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not a demonologist or whatever you call them. I don't know. And like I said, I've been programmed from stuff on TV and brainwashed. So Mm -hmm. to me, that, that said. Oh,
0: you're that's fucking weird. You're breaking up. Where'd you go? Julia. Well, to her that said something and we lost her. Right. Oh, there you are. Are you there?
1: Yeah. And by the way, that didn't happen. You know why that happened, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. So I was like on the edge of my seat. And what does that say to you? Can
1: It It, it confirms what we were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my God. Woo. Hang on. I got to do a got to do a cleansing or a clearing right now. That was some, that was some shit right there. So the answer was what you said it was. Yeah. Do you, feel? Do you feel something? yeah i'm kind of grabbing my jade yeah. Yeah, i'm grab- <laughs> i'm grabbing my are you wearing a merkaba by the way yeah i am okay good i uh hang on let me grab my yeah that was some shit right there my arms are tingling as well holy shit hang on okay i got my merkaba and i have my um whoo hang on fuck.
0: Yeah, that was strange. I got, I got a rush of warmth too. Was Dude, they,
1: so we're protect. Okay, wait, let's put a pin in that. So you and I are protected. We've, we've, uh. we've told each other that we are protected, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. So with that protection, we get tested. And I think that was just a test that we had. So we, we went down a road and that road had a um, a weak entity or something that tried to stop us. Mhm. So I'm going to follow your lead on this discussion. It's up to you with what you want to do, but we both got some we both got a good hello from something, so.
0: Yeah, so like what <laughs> what my my uh intuition is saying to continue on with it and uh maybe share with you when I first met Joe, we met officially okay so it's really weird I saw him a couple of years before we officially met he was walking out of the library as I was coming in we caught each other's eye and we fuck. it was it was intense like wow I wow. really want to know you wow. so we never saw each other again after that then he walked into my physics class a couple of years later and I swear I didn't actually see it but in my mind's eye there was something fucking sinister right on his back. Like um, he was kind of hunched over. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. So he was kind of hunched over and just kind of fucking miserable, kind of like his personality is just kind of pissy. Yeah. Um, and there was something on him and, there, and he very, very tormented guy. And also we, I'd hang out at his apartment. You'd see, you know, shadow beings that would fucking like creep up onto the refrigerator or pass through the hallway. Just really strange stuff. It's almost as if something's been following him his whole life. And it got, you know, during COVID, like it was dark for us. And I can tell when he's not in a right frame of mind, shit, it's like, I think I've mentioned Leviathan before. It's almost as if there's this thing that will feed off of the negative energy and make things a million fucking times worse when things are good it's as if it never existed but when things are hard it's very very heavy so it's almost as if he's experiencing something or it's part of his um his challenge here part of his path to to exist with that happening and i don't know i just wanted to share that because it's interesting how we perceive things about each other, um even if you don't necessarily see them
1: so that's interesting that you said that about joe when you when you said that, you reminded me of the same friend that told me about oh, it's just an orb or it's orbs she 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 told me something similar. she was at a party and she was walking down the stairs. He was walking up the stairs they 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 caught eyes, and she remember thinking she remember saying to herself, "Oh my god, that's going to be my challenge." "Oh my god, no." Oh wow. And then, yeah, and then they met and she said their chemistry was ridiculous. Uh-huh. Ridiculous. And then um she knew he was a bad boy. She she she's also attracted to that as well, mm-hmm. the bad boy type. And then she just remember thinking, "This is my challenge." "Oh my god." And then uh I don't know if you're going to keep this part in your film or in the podcast or not, but so they hooked up. And she said he got up to get dressed and he had this big fucking swastika on his back. And she just was like, fuck. Oh my God. Okay. that's (laughs) Edit out. No, no, I'm going to
0: keep it. That's okay. Good,
1: good, good, good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad I got to say that out loud. Cause when she told me that I just, and I looked at her and she's a, she's a very good person, good mother, great person, but she is very open-minded. In fact, she helped me expand my the way of thinking too at an early stage. Of my life the orb thing you know
0: mm-hmm. but
1: yeah when she told me that and she's like looking at me like yeah that's those are the kind of people I pick, Julia just so you know and I'm like okay. <laughs>
0: man okay. her and
1: I her yeah. and I
0: have a lot in common <laughs> well there you go there you go <laughs> so,
1: so anyway, what did she
0: do with him did she
1: she, she experienced him and um it was uh, I, I, she you know right now the julia that i am today she has she had back at that time and she was aware of it she had unhealed trauma slash Mm -hmm. wounds i think she was just working out of what she knew and um of course it ended horribly he ended up being a horrible horrible person right but they still had this crazy attraction um but you know they they ended up working out of each other's lives and then uh when I became her friend, he didn't even know me. He did not even know me, didn't even see me, but he didn't like me. Hmm. So back then I must've already had a, an essence or a light. And, uh, like he would hear my name and she said, he would just like, she would see veins pop out of his neck. So I'm like, oh shit. I don't think I want to meet this guy. And she goes, no, you don't, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, and, and I'm not, she, her and I aren't friends anymore. Um, just because we worked out of, you know, we cycled out of each other's uh, lives right as, as you do with people yeah um but uh, I think she had a couple more you know experiences like that and I don't know what's going on with her now but I remember thinking how fucking cool that she knew that this was going to be her lesson yeah. and she powered through it yeah and I'm sure she's still alive and I'm sure she's got an outstanding human being of a son and um Yeah, but going back to what you're saying about the house, I mean, what we talked about, I I don't even want to say that word anymore, because I don't want her shit to glitch out.
0: Right.
1: It it might be, or it might be something that is doing, he knows how intelligent Joe is, and he's probably thinking, I'm just going to throw signs out there to fuck with this guy, because obviously Joe's a thinker. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of how he feels.
0: He feels as if something is fucking with him.
1: Yeah, like mocking him almost, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to tell you something else, too. I did tell Twyla, um, but I think you'll get this. So prior to me meeting you guys at the uh, Grays Harbor Ghost Hunting Group, um, like a few nights before I before we had that meeting in my room, I felt like something was watching me. And I remember thinking, I remember doing a cleansing, but I felt like something was watching me and smiling and wanting to mock me. And I remember thinking, so I messaged Twyla and Twyla and I didn't know each other at the time. Uh-huh. she's she, just being very polite and answering me. She's like, nope, I work in the white light and I don't do dabble with this or that. And I'm thinking, oh shit, I just offended her. Uh-huh. But, but then I explained, I'm like, just, just so you know, because I don't have any experiences with ghosts or ghost hunting. I've just stayed away from that. Cause this is new for me. Like, I feel like a little baby with you guys when it comes to this. So I remember thinking, okay, I'm not going to talk about it again. And then when I went to the first group where I met you guys, uh, uh, Phil's girlfriend, I don't want to say her name Mm because she's very private. She said something similar. She said, you guys, did anybody experience anything prior to coming here? She said her and Phil were being messed with.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. But I didn't want to say it again because I didn't know you guys and I didn't want you guys to think I was loony. So there you go.
0: That's wild. So, okay, well. I mean, usually when you're on the right path, shit likes to come in and like poke at you to yeah. to get you to maybe think that you're on the wrong path and kind of deter yes. you.
1: Yeah, crazy. Okay. It, it is crazy. So thank you. I'm glad I got to say that. Yeah, and no. Then let's, yeah, let's go back to you and Joe. That could be it. And uh, there's, there's some connections there. I mean, who were you and Joe to each other? I mean, I think you guys are either true twin flames or false twin flames, either way, they're, they're both uh, intense relationships and jobs and you guys do have a job. So
0: absolutely. So I, I knew, I knew right away that we were going to be spending time together and I don't feel it's almost like, okay, my experience with him right now, and I've said this to him is that I
1: think in a past life, excuse me,
0: I helped him.
1: I helped him. What? That is your throat chakra. So uh, keep that, keep that open. Yeah. Okay. So I helped him. I helped
0: him in another life so much to where he felt so indebted to me that he had to work off some sort of debt because, and I think that because as of right now, that's my personal experience towards him. I feel as if I owe him because he's done some really wonderful things for me as a friend, as a partner, all of those things. he's he's sacrificed a lot to help keep me um, above water, you know, afloat. Yeah. So I think that it's almost as if we traded off experiences that, you
1: know, I have to experience what he's done for me. Would you believe, so does it feel like it's a mirror? Like you're looking in a mirror?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Dude, that's a twin flame. That's really- (laughs) Yeah, look at the definition, you're gonna scream. Oh, so yeah, That's you a-
0: know that Justin Timberlake song? Like look Which in the one? Mirror,
1: <laughs> yeah to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. Okay, I want you your homework is look up twin flame. You're gonna see the word mirror first and foremost, and absolutely. That's, That's crazy. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, to get off the, the Joe subject, I think that I do bring him up a lot because I think that he's had some really fascinating experiences and he's very, very, very open-minded and super
1: Absolutely.
0: intuitive. So I I really appreciate it. I'm really grateful to have him as my partner in this yes. right now, for sure. I,
1: I get that. Don't say right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joe. Let me see your back, by the way. <laughs>
0: He doesn't have anything like that. Oh, Thank <laughs> God. Oh, uh, But all my exes did. They Every single one of them did. So I was very, I was, Ooh. you know, wow. I don't, I don't know if I did a really great job at like vetting Joe before we got into a relationship. In fact, I know I didn't. Um, yeah. I was
1: going to say, you probably did yeah, not. I did not. But, but you're um, good. When you pick them, you pick them good. You pick it. <laughs> you, you follow through on your past contracts. I'll tell you that.
0: Oh shit. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Good through hell and back.
1: (laughs) Oh shit.
0: Okay, so uh let's talk about Reiki a little bit. So you're you're a healer.
1: You people get better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How did you find yourself doing that?
1: Oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna tell you how I how I found myself doing that. And you know what? It's definitely am I talking really loud? No, you're fine. Okay. I feel like, you know, like when you have your second beer and you you can't control your voice and I'm not even, <laughs> drinking, I'm not even drinking right now, but I just realized, man, I'm screaming. Okay. Uh, so Reiki. Wow. Okay. So, um, before I tell you about Reiki, I want to tell you about myself. Um, so in high school, junior high, and high school, they're like, you better pick a, you better pick a, uh uh, job or whatever you want to do with your life. Cause if you don't, you're going to fail, blah, 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 you know, the programming. Yeah. So me being, you know, responsible me and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into law enforcement and then I'm going to be a cop. I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to help people. That's, I, that's, I already figured it out. Plus, you know, just being pressured from adults and everybody, you know, following the rules, paying bills, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And then when I was like 20 years old, I'm like, I realized, uh, I was under, my mom was, like, too controlling, and I wasn't acting normal. I mean, I wasn't acting like the other people around me my age. Um, right. I was too, like, straight-edged, and I had too much discipline for my young age, and I was like, I'm not going to be normal. So I joined the military. I was like, I got to get away from my mom, my controlling Japanese Mom. (laughs) And so I joined the military, and the military was a freaking cakewalk. It was a party. But my job in the military was uh, security police. I went in with a two year um, college degree, uh, a law enforcement slash criminology degree, applied science degree. So I went in as a uh, police officer of sorts. So that's what I did. I was in the Air Force. I partied my ass off the entire time, but I did learn a lot of skills. I learned I learned a lot. It opened my eyes. I learned about the government. Um, one of the things I blurted while I was drunk that I blurted to my commander was I joined the military so I could see UFOs. Dude, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why I said that. And my, my commander was an ex-fighter pilot. And I remember looking to his, in, into his bright blue eyes and he just stared off like, I can't believe this airman just told me this and then i'm thinking oh my god i'm drunk in front of my commander i need to leave anyway it was funny i mean he already knew i was you know crazy but uh <laughs> i just remember thinking god why did i say that i don't i need to understand rank structure i can't just say shit like that so anyway i experienced the military i uh realized there's life outside of living at home with your mom mhm My military career came to an end uh, quickly. I I was going to be a lifer, by the way. In fact, I was enrolled to get my bachelor's degree so I could jump into uh, to be a commissioned officer. And I only wanted to be a commissioned officer because I was brainwashed to believe you rise up in the ranks and you command and make money. You know, that's where I was. That's where I was. And I'm grateful that that didn't work out. It didn't work out because my stepdad had a heart attack and some strokes. And I just, I needed to get out to take care of my mom and the family, my stepdad, my dad, who was my stepdad, he had loser children and they were all out to take from my parents. They were going to take, he had a business at the time too. And without my mom didn't even have to ask me, I told her, I'm like, okay, I'm getting out. This is what we're going to do. And I'm only like, I'm a young 25 year old, very, Mm -hmm. I'm still innocent. I still believe that people were good. Um, and wanted the best, but shit, I woke up fucking fast. And, um, so I got out and, uh, became a civilian. And to this day, I still have like this, uh, directness and whatever about me. So that's me. Um, while I was trying to figure out how to be a civilian and, and now act like a normal civilian and not act like a military person that knows that everybody has my back, I had to learn, I had to learn again, Um, I got into the world of volunteering, which was wonderful, volunteering saved my life, and also got me into the workforce, Um, I had a friend, we're still friends, but we don't, we're not in the same circles anymore, Um, she was very straight-laced, and very professional, and you know, worked for a big corporation, out of the blue, she goes, Julia, I just took a course, it's called Reiki, Reiki, And it's a healing modality. And this was not my language, right? And I'm like, what? And for some reason, when she said the word Reiki, it kind of reminded me of how I reacted to orbs. I knew it. I knew what it was. And I was Mm -hmm. thinking, what is it? And she goes, well, for example, uh, a coworker had a migraine. And I told her, if you step into this room, I'll put my hands on your head and I'll get rid of your migraine. Or no, Reiki will get rid of your migraine. And she said, I did it. And the migraine was gone. And I went, oh, my God. And I remember thinking, I go, I need to do this. Next thing you know, uh, I signed up with the, with the Reiki master, which was her teacher slash my teacher, took the course, learned the skills. My hands, my hands were activated with heat, even though all, actually all of us have this. We're born with this ability. We just lose it because we get uh, brainwashed and deprogrammed that we don't have this skill because we're supposed to take pills, right, mm-hmm. from a doctor. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so took took it and while we were learning it, I had a feeling the teacher oh, the teacher was fascinated because I was a uh, um half Japanese and Reiki is a Japanese word. Um but anyway, she was I could tell she she uh I felt like she was like very aware of something that I wasn't aware of. Okay. And she would she would actually ask me about my mom and I told her I said my mom thinks I'm doing witchcraft, so don't ask me about my mom anymore. My mom was totally against it. Yeah, my mom's old school Japan, you know, my mom knows all about the history and all that stuff. So uh, I learned it. I did it. I put my hands on people, it worked. And then I went into a denial thing where I'm thinking, I don't even know what I was thinking. I was thinking this can't be real. You know what I mean? But I still kept it in my heart. I still kept it in my heart. Um, when people had problems or physical problems or mental problems, I gave them treatments, but I was thinking, you know, I'm probably just a placebo, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I was like, cut the shit. It's real. And it, it, Reiki is not the person. It's not Julia. It's what flows through me out of my hands into whatever I touch. Mm -hmm. And then back through me, back through me, back through this body that I have back out into the universe. That's what it is. So that's how I got into Reiki. Um, heard the words that I got to do it. Kind of didn't know I needed, kind of didn't know why I needed to do it. Found out there was a lot of correlations. um, And it opened my eyes. And then when I went to the Bigfoot thing, um, I gave Reiki to a a person that was having, he was having some, he had a bad headache. And honestly, I think that's also what drew drew me to Sasquatch was the energy.
0: That makes a ton of sense. Right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And the orbs too.
1: Yes. Yeah. The orbs. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And I am, by the way, I am um, giving you a treatment whenever we can work it out. And I, I now I'm going to extend my offer to Joe as well. So you and Joe get a free Reiki treatment from me.
0: Awesome. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. I had it
0: one time um, by a guy that reminded me of that um, gay psychic guy with the mustache. Can't think of his name. But he's really gay and he's got a light voice and he talks like this. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I okay. Do. It, it, that guy looked like him. Okay. And he fucking, I was, I was in turmoil, of course, because I'm usually in turmoil. <laughs> and, uh, he yeah. did it and I started crying
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I felt better. And um, I don't know why I didn't keep going. I mean, I think maybe he moved or things changed for me and I couldn't drive up there. He was in Moscow, Idaho, but I did do it that one time and it, it affected me, but I'm also, I'm very, very open to that stuff. So it's like, I could probably be hypnotized rather well because I'm so willing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's and it's weird that I don't experience more supernatural, paranormal stuff because I'm so fucking willing. But I, I guess I kind of do. My dreams, um, the things I see in my mind's eye. I think that that's important. I think people really dismiss that stuff way too quick. Um,
1: and plus, how your dad raised you. I think you are so in it. I think if you stood back and looked at you, you'd be like, oh my god, look at all this weird shit happening. You're in it. I mean, your dad your dad told you point blank and you believed him so there you go yeah
0: yeah i did we would we would watch x-files together and he fucking loved aliens and then he had that weird native american massage therapist named saray and she was telling him about the reptile people and of course Mm -hmm. you know my they laughed about it my mom and him but you know they they told me about it and it opened things up for me yeah And it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. And I think, you know, he passed away in 2016. I think he would have been on the truther end of this whole thing, the post-COVID awakening.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: That's another thing I want to get into is um, what the fuck is going on right now? Because that was the whole reason why I started Fringe with Benefits is to, like, spread the word that things are not okay.
1: No. I'm so glad. Ooh, and here's what's funny too so i started listening to your podcast from day from the first one i'm just going to tell you that's when i woke up and started saying the words like what the fuck's going on why are there lizard people coming out of the core of the earth mm-hmm. uh shooting something into people's eyeball and then uh running away seriously i i didn't this wasn't my language or wheelhouse If if you would have told me in 2018 or 19 that i was going to talk about stuff like this i'd probably be like I'm never going to talk to you again, but this is, this is my new, this is normal. I don't know what's going on. Well, actually I do. I do. We're, we're being shown what's happening. And I don't know if it's Elon Musk saying, okay, I'm going to play with you guys now. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. Shit. Oh, I don't,
0: I don't fucking, I don't know what's going on. I think we're trying to hack the matrix. I think it's a game. Yes. And um, I think that uh, the more, and more intuitive you become, the more tools you get as if it were, you know, yes. a role play game. Yes. Yeah.
1: Which I've never been into,
0: but now I am. And you know what? Andy Frazella said something today on his podcast, and I think he is a true fucking patriot and hero yes. and messenger. He said to me, you know how they say we only use 10% of their, our brains. And he said he told all of his listeners, which there's millions of them that's fucking bullshit. They only tell us that. So they limit us. We use all of our brain because we create the reality around us.
1: Yes. And that woke me up a little bit. Like, thank you for saying that. That, Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's true. Why did they, what, and why did they compare our brains to a dolphin's brain telling, telling us brainwashing us that dolphins are smarter than us? I mean, they probably are. But that's for me, I'm a visual person when people like when you and I talk, Stacey, I see things in my head immediately. I think you do, too. You said uh-huh. you said that, too. Yeah. And so it's like, God, you know, so I'm brainwashing myself. I mean, that's how smart they are. And and I agree with you. I think the more the more we figure stuff out or the more we click, the more tools we're given. And. Yeah, I have tools floating around me. Oh, speaking of tools floating around me, um. So, the same person that did my that did the uh channeling that told me that orbs were a uh a colony she did she did some other thing too She does this clearing, and I can't remember there's you know everybody uses acronyms and there's an acronym for it and she did do a clearing on me and she while she's working on me she goes, "I want you to know that at the end of the table she goes you have a she goes i'm going to call it a guide." And she goes, I think its name is Bobarick. She goes, but I, she goes, I don't know for sure. She goes, I'm looking at it right now. She goes, he's got grayish bluish skin and he has symbols floating around his head. And when she told me that, I'm thinking, what the fuck am I doing? You know, (laughs) I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is that? Why can't I have a Pocahontas or why can't I just have Mary Magdalene or Jesus standing at the end of the table? Not this gray, blue, Bobarick. Yeah. And so now, and I'm staring at this on my wall, I have a tapestry of of, uh, nebulas and stuff. So I believe, just I'll speed up now, I believe it's an Actarian. And I believe there's a connection with the Actarian uh, aliens or whatever. Also, when I was a kid, like right after my past life dream, I had to buy this State of Alaska sweatshirt. I have no connection to Alaska that I'm aware of, which has a Big Dipper on it. The
0: mm-hmm. Big Dipper
1: was the only reason why I wanted the sweatshirt. Don't ask me why, Stacy. Acturian, the planet, their planet. I don't know what the planet's called because I'm just now learning about this because I feel like I'm now allowed to understand this. Their planet is found at the end of the what's what the North Star is or the handle part, whatever. Yeah. The Big Dipper's the Big Dippers used to find their planet. Interesting. So I, yeah. So I got a little bacterian. either he's a guide, he or she's a guide, or uh, it works with me or, and clears me, but she, I think she says it it uh, heals me or whatever. Maybe, That's awesome. And maybe, yeah. And maybe I am um hybrid of that. In fact, I'm finding out that a lot of my friends are finally telling me they're hybrids. Like, do you think you're a hybrid?
0: Yeah, I do. Um, I
1: think you are too. I'm glad I, you said that.
0: I tested my blood but I don't have any RH negative um, what are features. I think I'm A positive.
1: Okay I'm B positive.
0: Cool yeah I don't I don't know I don't I thought I had the negative you know I thought I was special but that's not the case but I don't know maybe I'd like to I don't I don't fucking know you know. We'll
1: figure it out, we'll figure it out. yeah.
0: I'd like to think that I was related to those hot ass Nordics, but I, I maybe maybe not. Who knows? Could be. How tall are you, by the way? I'm all, I'm five eleven.
1: Jeez, okay. Yeah. That's a Nordic. That's a Nordic trait right there.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of Norwegian. I've got got freak show hands, man. Like I could palm a basketball. <laughs> They're fucking masses. massive.
1: Wow, I
0: need a bigger screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I've always felt kind of like a freak. You know, can't find pants long enough my arms are way too fucking long it, it's just dorky yeah
1: you're a hybrid that's why you're still alive like you're probably going to be visited by your alien species of god robotics. i hope
0: so i i hope that that happens someday
1: have you seen I, that show people of earth no okay Okay. you need to see it it's uh i believe it's on hulu but um they have every alien race that we know of as human beings and people that i follow in the extraterrestrial world said that show is uh, strikingly clear i mean um accurate
0: really okay i believe it
1: and it's funny it's funny
0: okay i'll have to check that out
1: of earth yeah definitely got it
0: um do you speaking of aliens and the whole q thing um Do you think that Q, or the White Hats, or the Alliance, as they're being called, have a a support network that is the Galactic Federation, or is, you know,
1: otherworldly
0: extraterrestrials?
1: Before I answer that, I am going, I used my, uh, on my Android phone, I used the um, the Note feature and i wrote something i woke up from and i'm reading this right now to you edited september 20th 2020 i dreamt that i was told that q and then parentheses i put q on, is an extraterrestrial Hmm. i'm going to send you a snapshot of this as we speak so my answer to you is yes to the uh, connection with the galactic federation and i'm sending you a snapshot of what i wrote god i'm so glad see and why are you asking me this why are you asking me? these Well,
0: probably because I, that's what I think. I think that it has something to do with it. And I think that we're being helped. And I think that of course it's going to get worse before it gets better, but I think that it's only getting worse for the sake of every other motherfucker is not, who's not paying attention right now. I think that it has to get worse in order for the majority of us to wake the fuck up. I agree. I agree and we sound like crazy people like any any normal person who's listening to this is probably like jesus fucking christ what is wrong with them
1: i know will these ladies please shut the hell up and whatever no yeah no i agree i agree okay (laughs) i got it okay yeah read that text and look at the date on the bottom okay
0: um i'm trying to think if there's something else so what do you think about the elon musk um he's kind of fucking telling twitter what to do right
1: yes uh he is and right i'm going to ask you something though before we jump into elon musk are you connected to joe rogan or do you think you're going to be talking to joe rogan one day i don't know why
0: that's strange that you say that because I kind of used to fantasize about that when I got done with the Naked and Afraid. I was I would fantasize that Joe Rogan wanted to interview me.
1: <laughs> Dude, I don't know why I don't know why I had to ask you that. And, and I'm and I'm just now learning about Joe Rogan. The last time I remember seeing his face was on Fear Factor. Oh wow, Fear Factor! And I remember thinking, who's this drunk? Who's this hungover guy that doesn't look happy to be on this show? And now I see he's. And then I saw him again because I like to watch. Um, uh, women um, kickboxing he huh. used to interview, yeah and I was like god this Joe's really into this shit and then I'm like okay he's buff so he's been working out and now I see he's a podcaster
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I'm thinking and for some reason like today and yesterday I'm like god Stacy's connected to him somehow so maybe that's gonna happen like I yeah. feel a connection between you two
0: well he's a big deal like he is he's he's kind of like Andy Frazella except on a, a bigger scale he's got he's got more viewership than all of the news channels put together right
1: now. I'm I'm learning that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. honestly, I wasn't aware of him because it, he wasn't in my wheelhouse, but now he is. And and so back to your question about Elon, dude, he's Twitter had a meeting at two o'clock today. What, what came about? It's been four hours.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they told him yes or no, but I don't think that they're going to have any other choice. I think he's got him in a pinch i agree because if he fucking sells his shares and then tells everybody twitter's a bunch of bitches and they don't they don't respect freedom of speech their their stocks are going to fall it it won't be good for them but it's going to get good if they allow him to buy it like he wants to and um and then bring back the people that have been blacklisted like yep What's been done is just it it's just out of control, like what's been done is
1: i mean it's okay that they have tyrants from afghanistan and and Russia and all of that on there talking about how they're gonna kill more people and everything, but boy, they take off the truth teller who you know I took a picture of before you calling me um zooming uh setting the zoom invite mm-hmm. what yeah that's going to be a major wake up right there in fact are we in his simulation? I remember Joe seeing a clip of Joe asking him, let's talk about that. (laughs) And that's all I remember seeing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He does believe that we are in a simulation. Um, Maybe he's a reincarnated ascended master that was supposed to come here and do exactly what he's doing right now. Wow. Something. I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you think he's a, are, are they saying he's the antichrist? There's a lot of people that
0: are saying that he's kind of a shill or he's, um, he's supposed to be, um, I don't know, putting our eyes somewhere where it's not supposed to be, but I don't necessarily believe that that's kind of like that whole black pill thing. These people are like, you know, everything's a lie We're, you know, it's all going to hell. There's no way out. There's no way of changing it. And I, I had that feeling at the beginning, like, I don't know if I could trust this guy. I don't, I don't like his mom, his mom i get bad feels from his mom okay but elon it seems like he's doing everything opposite and he's even even his opinions and his talking points about not believing the climate change crisis not believing the overpopulation crisis those are big things the fact that he's so famous and so powerful and so wealthy and he is not jumping on board with the world economic forums agenda to make us all eat bugs and fucking live in little pods, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I need to tell you something. I just remembered. So, uh, prior to when I, when I realized that I was going to be living in Washington, remember I told you I had a job lined up in Hawaii. Yeah. I had an interview at the bill and Melinda Gates foundation to work security. Yes. No kidding. Yes. And this was before I was awake you know, before, you know, you were like, what the fuck's going on before I was awake. So I put on my, I remember driving to Seattle and this is before I realized too, that Seattle was, is not the Seattle that I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked into the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation building, the actual building. And, um, I'm, I'm in security mode, so I know how to walk. I know how to look at people, you know, just so in case, cause I know there's cameras watching me. And I know they're already trying to figure out if they liked me. And by the way, they did like me. And they did offer me a job before I even left the building. I walked in the building and I remember thinking, there's no life in here. It felt dead. There's no life. Like in my mind, I'm thinking the air doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel. I just remember thinking something doesn't feel right. And I'm looking at people's faces. These people don't look happy. And I remember thinking, but then then I'm like, okay, let's get back into the interview mind. You know, I'm looking at the security officers. I'm like, okay, good uniforms. You know, they look like they make money. Okay, okay, and you know, I'm think I'm I'm in 3D mode. I'm like, okay, I need to survive. I gotta win this guy over. I see who's interviewing me. Total, total security manager type. I already we already knew how to talk. I was already cussing before I even had to say anything. So he liked me. I gained his trust. Before I left the building, he goes, okay, we're gonna offer you a job, uh, but go home and think about it. And I remember going, okay, I'll think about it. And usually I would have said, fuck, yeah, I'll take it. But instead, I'm like, I'll go home and think about it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so on my my drive home, and it was during those fires. You remember those fires? Yeah. I was was driving home, and I remember thinking I was having a hard time leaving Seattle. Like, the roads were, something weird was going on. Oh, also, that's when those cranes were falling and killing people. Oh, yeah. yeah. So same time, actually, a crane fell right after I left Seattle, if that wasn't a sign and it did kill someone. I think it, it landed on the Google building or, yeah,
0: that was 2019. Like,
1: Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, I could have got killed by a crane. So there you go. There's, there's a sign. Thank you. I forgot about that. So I remember I went home and I looked at the money and I remember thinking, I could do this. I could do this. But then uh, my my brain kicked in thinking, no, you can't do this. And I don't know why, Stacy. And, and next thing you know, I'm emailing them going, hey, thank you for the interview. It was kick ass. Thank you. Thank you. Sadly, I can't take this job. I've never, I've never declined a job first time ever. And it hurt. But for some reason, something was telling me you, you're making the right choice. Wow. Yeah. That's all like, I can tell you. I did not would say
0: good. no to that job.
1: <laughs> no. And the money, the money was ridiculous. The money was, and and just so you know, once you get your foot in the door with a good paying security, and it was unarmed, once you get your foot in the job with a good security gig, you're always going to be taken care of. And I know mm-hmm. that. And I, I, I'm i in that circle. I'm, I was in that circle. Uh, but I'm choosing not to be in it because to me, it's connected to something. And who are we guarding? Bill Gates, Bill Gates's right. foundation. Yeah, fuck that and why doesn't
0: it like if it were really a foundation that was spreading all this cheer and goodness around the world why didn't it feel better why did it feel bad yeah thank
1: you and it was like and and you know how we were talking about how they like to mock us how they like to twist things on us what was so weird is even the decor the decor was very the decor was very drab and very like uh like sanitized, but not, but not sanitized. Like I remember staring at the plants and I remember thinking these plants aren't real.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I
1: thought that and I don't know why cause well, I, I take in everything. I see everything. I'm like, these fucking plants aren't real. I even touched one. I, I bent the leaf. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't real. And I'm thinking why, what's going on here? What are they trying to, it was like for, 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 um, three-dimensional thinkers' eyeballs to see, like, wow, look at this foundation. Look at those beautiful green, shiny plants. Look at the decor. Oh, is that a Chihuly glass piece in the corner? Like, it was bells and whistles, Stacey, but it was so dead and so fake, and there was no life to it, and it did not feel good at all.
0: Wow. And, kind of, awesome. Great job, man, because that's, you wouldn't even be here. I mean, you wouldn't be talking to me if you were working no. for Bill and Gates.
1: No. Bill, no and, <laughs> Bill and Gates. Bill and Gates. Bill and Gates. <laughs> No, actually, i probably, and I'd probably be offended by your podcast if I was in that, if I oh, was yeah. The, yeah, I'd be like, who the fuck is this girl?
0: Absolutely. And you probably wouldn't be seeking out tr- truth or content because we would be misinformation, you know, Bettys,
1: yeah. you know. Yeah. For real, for real.
0: Well, I'm glad you're here. And I'm so glad that you did this and um, we'll have to do this again. I mean, maybe think of some things and then next time, next time. We'll do it again and we'll talk more because I think I want to have you many more times on the show. Are you cool with that?
1: I am so cool with that. I awesome. Yeah. I liked. I like the path that we took here.
0: Inward Survival School of Magic, we're going to talk about our posture. Like how many of y'all are all hunched over right now? Whether you're driving or sitting at a desk or just standing there? How do you, you, know, are you all hunched over with your head hung low? Do you have your shoulder blades pulled back? Posture has a lot to do with how you feel and how your body structures itself. So with the first article, we're going to talk about symmetry. Muscles typically are supposed to get the same amount of use on the left and the right side, but that's not necessarily the case. Injury, habitual one-sided use, or too much time on the couch... Render the human body completely out of whack. If your posture is off, you're bringing proper, improper alignment into everything you do and compromise the efficiency of everything from your workouts to your energy levels, says physiologist Pete Agosko. And so working on your posture has a lot of benefits, and those benefits are it's going to make you more confident. According to a British Journal of Psychology study from t- 2017... We actually judge others as more competent if they stand with a strong posture as compared to neutral or weak. So stand up straight and you won't be victimized as much. You'll be able to breathe easier. Poor posture can place compression on and limit the effectiveness of the stomach, intestines, lungs, and other organs. You try this, you sit in an upright position, shoulders back, chest out, take a deep breath in. Now lean forward and slouch your shoulders and take another deep breath. It's pretty much impossible to take a deep breath when you're all hunched over. Research out of Saudi Arabia shows that healthy lung muscles are not able to draw in air as well when they're slouching versus sitting upright. A 2016 study in the Journal of Physical Therapy Science reports that even the poor posture we assume when we're typing on our phones actually restrict our ability to breathe a lot. Not only is breathing inhibited, digestion, bladder function, and other operations of major organs are affected you'll digest food better poor posture compresses everything in your trunk including your stomach and intestines which fucks up the uh, the ability of broken down food to move through your intestines so stand up straight give it a lot of room to do its work the movement or the undulation of your colon comes from your diaphragm it drops down into the abdominal cavity as you breathe and your hip back and abdominal muscles will contract as a response this tightening and releasing helps facilitate peristalsis but that's only if your trunk is stretched with room to move rather than compressed. Next you'll burn more fat and have a stronger core. Everybody loves a tight tummy. You're not going to get one if you're all slouched over cuz your stomach's not going to your stomach and your back are just going to get weaker and weaker and your body will actually utilize more calories if it works to stay upright. Also, it will boost your mood and relieve anxiety. Just changing your posture eases anxiety, according to a 2018 study in Neuroregulation. Scientists explain that when we feel threatened, we tighten our muscles, lift our shoulders towards our ears, and hold our breath. These movements, which happen naturally when we're anxious, tell our brain and nervous system there's a threat, and so the body should be on guard. Doing the opposite, sitting up straight, shoulders down, relaxing tension, communicates our body that it doesn't need to engage the fight-or-flight response. Not only that, your posture can be a form of mindfulness. So in 2017, there was a study in trends in psychiatry psychotherapy. This found to be an effective way to treat mood and anxiety disorders. So just being aware of it and correcting your posture is a mindfulness exercise. How fucking easy is that? And then the last three benefits of good posture are, you have fewer headaches, you'll have more energy and you'll get a better workout. So sit up straight. In The Doctor Will See You Now, they talk about posture as well. This says that your sense of balance relies on a dynamic process in which your brain and body take in and respond to physical information through your eyes, muscles, and nervous system as you physically navigate the world. Without this feedback, your body's ability to respond to it and balance itself suffers. Posture is a part of balance. How you hold your body can make a big difference in your balance. And working on your balance and posture will improve your stability and mobility and prevent many forms of back and neck pain. When was the last time you practiced balancing on one leg or one foot for a minute or two? Your balance begins to deteriorate starting around the age of 40. And poor balance is associated with an increase in falls and injuries such as hip and wrist fractures. In studies on old rodents, researchers found that these animals experience deterioration in neural connections in the part of the brain that helps fine tune movements. When sedentary, if placed in a new environment and encouraged to walk on narrow beams, they regain their balance. So this all this stuff can be recovered. Humans of any age can regain much of their ability to balance by practicing. How can you tell you have good balance or not? Poor balance is readily apparent if you stand on one leg, shut your eyes. How bad is your balance? Stand on one leg and shut your eyes. How long can you do that for? 15 seconds with or without your eyes closed? Then you need to, Then you will know for sure if you need to practice on it. It's really easy to do these little balance exercises. It's barely exercise. It's just little practices that you can do techniques to help you improve your balance. You can incorporate things to aid you, like holding on with one fingertip. That's what I do when I'm practicing. I'll put my finger on the wall, and it just gives you a sense that you have some support. You cannot hold on at all. Or if you're really steady on your feet, close your eyes without holding on. These following exercises will help you improve your balance regardless of how young or how old you are and you can do them anytime as oft- often as you like and be sure to have something sturdy nearby to hold on to if you need to. The first thing you would do would be grab a towel with your toes. Put a towel on the floor. Practice grabbing it with the toes of both of your feet alternately while both sitting and standing. Stand on a cushion or on one of those BOSU balls at the gym and try balancing one legged, both legs together, apart, whatever, just use a variety of movements and see how you do there. Stand with a changed position. this is why yoga is so good, guys, is because it does help you practice all those things. Standing with a changed position under different conditions with your eyes open or closed, your head tilted to one side or straight, your mouth talking or silent, or your hands at your sides or out from your body. Walk heel to toe walk backwards this is something i like to do when i go for a walk is to walk backwards for some time because switching it up allows your body to be discomfort uncomfortable enough to make improvements and that's what i got work on your fucking posture nobody wants to be working with a slouchy shithead okay i tell my kids all the time sit up straight pull your shoulder blades back stick your chest out pull your head up confidence is everything Our stoic thought of the week goes to Confucius. He said, a man who says he can and the man who says he cannot are both correct. Learn avidly, question it repeatedly, analyze it carefully, then put what you have learned into practice intelligently. And last, a lion chased me up a tree and I greatly enjoyed the view from the top. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining me. See you next week.